even if you're applying for rent, all management is doing is saying, well, this is what the owner needs and this is what we're going to execute. So remember that you have to create the rules. And again, if you've never done this before, get help, get mentorship. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey everyone, welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. Oh, that sounded pretty creepy. Uh, this is Marco, your fearless leader with uh, Gabriel Araish and Francesco Galuccio out of Toronto and Gabriel's out of Montreal and I am in Orlando, Florida, my new home uh, originally from Montreal where we're going to be discussing tenants today and how to find tenants, how to have you not manage Jerry, ten Jerry Springer tenants and anything to do with finding tenants. So that's what we're going to discuss today. And of course, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun as we normally do. This is all organic. We don't really, we just pick a topic out of the list of a few hundred that we have. So I think we've done that six times. So let's do this a seventh time, but I don't think we've done this yet. And we're going to have a lot of fun. And of course, if you absolutely have not subscribed yet, please do subscribe, love this, like it, share it. And of course, listen to the first top 10 episodes of this. I know we're down, we're in the, I think we're almost in the eighties now uh, in our episodes and and always excited to have you uh, join us and for you to learn a little something, something. And of course, this is uh, a lot of fun and we enjoy it. And uh, of course, we want to continue to do this. And if you have any topics that you would like to, us to discuss, please send those over or comment and we will uh, definitely take care of that. So welcome, gentlemen. I know, Frank, you were teaching Success Reflex the last couple of uh, podcasts and uh, we appreciate you doing that. You're very good at it. We appreciate it very much. And uh, actually, someone was going to get a deal out of it. Uh, awesome. Nice. Yeah, I enjoy doing Andrew. it. That's yeah, very good. Andrew, yeah, I'm doing that call uh, today. Uh, it's 100 units in one phone call. Actually, so you know what? I that. remember attending my first success reflex as, as a student, Marco. And if you recall, that's when, we, uh, that's when I picked up the mobile home park. That you made how much money on? Uh, we just sold it. You're right. Uh, we, we made a little bit of chunk of change. We made some change. You, you made six figures yeah. on it? Yeah, we did. We did. We yeah, we made did. six figures on it. Not a bad day at the office. Not a bad day at the office at all. And in order to maintain that property, you had to get tenants. So yes. let's circle right back to the topic that we're discussing. Oh, I, I, beautiful segue. I love, the, <laughs> I love the 360 there. I love it. I love it. Actually, you oh, know what? Uh, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with, with the tenants, I, I just gotta, I gotta backtrack here a little bit. Tenants, and I know many of you is like, when we bought that property, so I'll use that property as an example because I had different kinds of tenants, uh, good, bad, and the ugly, and even worse than that. Mm. I just can't find the word for it, but the previous owners, they were just bringing any tenants in. They were doing no screening, no nothing. They were just bringing any tenants in because they were looking to, hey, we have X amount of units. Let's fill them up. The problem with that is eventually is as you're getting people in there, you're going to have some rotten apples. You're going to have some, you know, people that don't want to follow uh, your park policy or your uh, apartment policy where they're paying on the first or they're saying, you know what, I'm paying whenever I want to pay or they don't pay at all or they're calling or they're paying, but they're a nuisance to the rest of the community. And you got to treat these as a community, especially if you're dealing with multifamily or mobile home parks. It's an actual community. And what happens when you have a, you know, a shitload of troublemakers in a park. And that was the case there. There was some drug dealers. There was some prostitutes. There was some other professions that are illegal. And it deters 
I don't know what that is, but it deters other people. Arms yeah, dealers. Yeah, arms dealers. Yeah. Fine, get your cousins know. out of there. <laughs> no, the mafia wouldn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> nah. But anyways, you have people that don't give a shit about other people's privacy, uh, respect, or even have, you know, they're not human. They don't care. And what happens is you're deterring other people that are good, that want to pay, need a, want a, uh, you know, a clean place, an affordable place to live, but they're not going there. And what happens when your property is overrun by these type of individuals, guess what? You're going to be having a difficult time finding tenants. And that's what we found on this particular park. So we had to clean shit first. So we had to clean shit. But the way we did it on the screening is we were finding tenants. We put ads out. So that was the first thing we did. We put ads out, but we made a criteria. So we said, what kind of tenants do we want? So we made a list. We want someone that's employed for at least six months. We want them to show uh, at least three months of um, uh, pay stubs. Uh, they have to earn uh, for the park uh, because it's affordable living. We said they have to earn at least two and a half times the rent. So the household income has to be at least two and a half times for the rent. So we went through our criteria. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but we went through our whole criteria first. Then we started advertising on different platforms. Just to add that this is not about finding tenants. This is about finding good tenants. Right. This is, yes. and this is, I understand. I, I know you know this. I'm speaking to the listener here where finding tenants is easy. And you, you mentioned a million of these tenants that would gladly come and live in your park or in your apartment building. But we want to show you how to find good tenants because that's what we're in it for. And good tenants equal good communities. And it, that's just good business going forward. And you want your community to grow. And you really do have to look at this as a community, not just a tenant. And it's not just getting a warm body in there that's going to pay the rent. It's someone that's going to take care of the place, care about the place, want to live there, be proud of living there, and really want to make the community grow and have an increased value for your asset that you're going to keep. So ultimately, we want to really take care of our tenants so they take care of us. It's a very symbiotic relationship. Bad tenants means bad property. And... You know, I remember Linda giving me a call saying, hey, we just got someone that was charged with murder and they served <laughs> oh, their time. Yeah. Do you think we should consider let them in? <laughs> you think that's going to be a good idea? But Marco, it was eight years ago. Yeah. They may have changed like, since then. They've changed. <laughs> yeah. Do they have a job? No, they're looking and they said they're, you know, going to pay. Uh, Linda's uh, Frank's wife, by the way, who's an amazing human. And now... I know you're going to have a lot of question marks saying, well, wait a second, Marco, you say don't manage tenants, don't do this shit. You should be offloading this to a property manager. Now, let's we can have that discussion for a quick second because I think we're, just to stay on track here, we're discussing finding right. good tenants, right? So this is the, the topic of this because we're going to have three different podcasts. One is on finding tenants, which is this one. Uh, the next one, excuse me, I think we're going to do something on what to charge tenants, and then the next one after that, we might even do like how to eject tenants quickly because I know in certain areas it's impossible. Like in Quebec, if it's cold, you can't get rid of them. If they're on welfare, you can't get rid of them. And anyway, I don't want to give away the whole podcast, but it's like an act of God to get rid of them. So finding good tenants. So I know that uh, Linda and yourself wanted to uh, get into the mix. And, you know, we had a property manager. I say we because I was involved in that transaction. We had a property manager and there were some things that uh, that were definitely lacking. Gabriel, are you waving saying I, I want to... No, but my, I, I can. I just... Because property management is a piece of the pie, right? And you're a piece of the puzzle in this. But if you just 
delegate to a property manager, yeah, they'll find you tenants, but are they going to find the tenants that you want in your community? So I think it's extremely important. And this is like, I know Frank is really good at this, where he has his own criteria of what a tenant is or what the tenant that he wants. And and this is what's fun about this, because we can take, you know, how we would do this if we were going to do this ourselves and then turn that into a checks and balances or control system that we then educate the property manager so that they can go and apply our formula, if you will, or, or our criteria. And then obviously we still have glass because they got to demonstrate that they've actually completed the whole checklist before we move forward. But yeah, that's the difference. So, but if you can't teach someone something, if you can't do it yourself. I know, Frank, I'm going to say one thing, and then it's going to go right back to you, is that remember that it's your property, you're the boss, you make the decisions as to what you want in your property, and their job is to execute your vision. That's what the property's management job is to be. It's not to do things for you, not to, I know that didn't make any sense, and my English did not work there, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's why why I'm laughing. Is that what it is? Because Frank's actually just... statue. A statue. I thought Frank wanted to talk and say, "Hey, I need to talk," but I'm like, I don't think Frank. It looks ever like he's gonna press the refresh ever. button. Maybe I don't. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. All right, where was I? It was it's your property. Right you're the boss. It's your property. You're the boss. You're the one that's gonna make the decision, and their job is to execute that vision for you, and uh, make sure that you're on track. And you're going to continue to uh, do what needs. They're going to continue to do what you want. They're just doing what ownership wants. So if you go to, even if you're applying for rent, all management is doing is saying, well, this is what the owner needs and this is what we're going to execute. So remember that you have to create the rules. And again, if you've never done this before, get help, get mentorship, get someone. This is not a shameless plug for my program, but this is something that we discuss and teach and have a checklist for. You know, we've already made these mistakes. We want you to not have to make these mistakes again and just follow the checklist, follow the bouncing ball. And, and, and the reason that. we do this is because in certain cases, and we'll talk about this on another podcast, I'm sure, but if you get the wrong tenant in, it might be extremely oh difficult to get them out. And the process it takes to get them out, even though it's short in, in a lot of cases in the US, obviously we're not gonna compare it to where I'm from in Quebec because there's a better chance of the tenant evicting me as the landlord than me evicting them. So that time that you lose, not only are you losing money, but you're losing also a little bit of control over the property because every day that they're in there and if they know that you're trying to get them out, God knows what they're gonna do to that property. So extremely important to to get the right tenant in because not only is it going to be good for you because you're going to get paid on time, preferably, and they're going to take care of the property, but you're going to also have a long-term tenant and you're not going to have the headaches that are required to get them out. been trying to get hold of Frank. I don't know if it's internet went down or maybe, I don't know what's going on. It's weird. Maybe he's went, he's out looking for yeah. tenants. He's out looking for tenants or he maybe he got <laughs> evicted. That's what, you know, he didn't, ownership said, you know what, you didn't, you're not paying. You got to go. You got to go. So create a checklist of checks and balances of what you want, like income, job, uh, how much money they make. Also prior evictions, uh, if they've evict, you know, what their credit score is. Not that the credit score necessarily will reflect the quality of the tenant, but if on their credit score they've, you know, they're always in collections, they're never paying their bills, they're, you know, they've been evicted 76 times, which will show up on their credit report. 
you know, background checks. These are things that you really have to be mindful of, or you're going to you're going to be part of that that cycle. And if they're yeah, if they're late on a bill, I mean, rent is just another bill, right? When you think about it. So if they're late on everything else, then the odds are that they're going to be late in your case. But you know, the decision comes to you as to who you want to accept and not. It's just very important, like everything else in the real estate process that we you know we've been, I guess beating on this whole time during these podcasts is stay emotionally unattached, like remove your emotions from this and look at it from a practical standpoint is, you know, you have a, you have a unit that needs to be rented. You have one, two, three different tenants. Then, you know, look at the tenant that's going to be best for your community, the tenant that's going to pay you and on time and that you're not going to have difficulties with. And so maybe we should go through some of these checks and balances because, I mean, you've mentioned a few where, you know, the, look at the, the credit reports, the prior evictions, you know, background checks are important too in terms of the criminal background check. And it's not because, you know, we're going to refuse someone just because they have a criminal record. I mean, there's a difference between someone who has a criminal record for, you know, multiply killing people versus, you know, someone who has a criminal record because they've had a bunch of, I don't know, traffic violations that ended up in a criminal record or that they had an accident that, you know, mistakenly ended up, I ended up, I don't know, putting someone in a difficult situation where it created a criminal record. There's a, a barometer there where you have to make a decision understanding if the individual is good for your community or not. Any other checks and balances that uh, I'm sure, Frank, you have 76 different points before you hire or you let a tenant in? Actually, yes. One of the criteria is going back to what I was saying before. Not that me and Linda wanted to obviously engage too much with the managers. We let their job do what they need to do. However, <laughs> can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Yes, but this is what she looked like for a long time. <laughs> You're like this. Uh, you know what? The whole place went out. And uh, I don't know what the hell's going on in Canada or in Ontario, but I know yesterday one of the major carriers, they just lost connection everyone's freaking out because they can't use their phones including my teenage kids it was like war hit it was like fuck covid this is serious shit now <laughs> this is this, yeah, let's get a vaccine yeah. for the for the and now barrier. and now the same yeah now the same supplier something went wrong and they're all freaking out and i was like what the heck uh but anyways what i was saying before is not that we want to get involved with the management but some of the criteria is like hey when someone comes with their car <laughs> And their whole household shit on top of the car, like their couch, <laughs> their TV, their doghouse that's strapped on the trailer. And it says, we need a place. Typically, the previous owner would bring them in. Those are red flags, guys. Those are red flags. <laughs> like, what the heck is your story where you're driving around in your car with your 42-inch plasma or LED 4K, your doghouse, and, and you know, you're, you're raking your lawnmower on, you know, and your mattress on top especially, of the car. Those are no Especially goes. when the plasma is in you the back seat on the cars are, and the kids. <laughs> are on the roof <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so exactly. why is that a red flag frank uh, listen these guys are obviously there's a situation where they're either a they got evicted listen when people are moving people typically people plan a little bit ahead that says you know what we're moving for a new place or we're moving to a new city and they'll plan ahead not that they show up at your door or at your office is there any vacancy you know it's not a hotel so that it's a red flag because the majority tells those people that we were accepting or at least the management was accepting prior are the ones that caused all these problems uh, and they yep. probably got evicted they probably got foreclosed exactly. on it. because if they're comfortable showing up to your door this way this is not the first time they do this and guys this is for real shit i was actually once there doing <laughs> just walking the premises with the manager and you see these people coming in with these cars like what's going on like oh yep. people are coming to look for a place i was like absolutely not yes no way no, yeah no, no 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 yeah if they look like they're literally a turtle they have everything they own on their back no thanks it's definitely a red flag so yeah so back references checks, references check yes. the references 
that those have to be checked. Do a background check. And, you know, there are plenty of uh, websites that you can go in to do uh, background checks for landlords. Tons of resources online that you can do that that are, you know, for your existing uh, in, uh, in your state and your, uh, your city. So there's even management software that also can integrate that into doing it, which we're not going to get into. Um, I don't recommend you manage tenants, but I definitely recommend that you have a checklist of the best kind of tenants that you want uh, to have that resource. And then make sure that your property management is going to be executing that massively. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, and we hope you have been for the past little while, you'll notice that there's a trend here where there's always a system or a control system in place, a checklist in place, that all you got to do with that is have it implemented through someone else. Basically, you're delegating that responsibility, but having a checklist to make sure that everything's been or being done or is going to be done before you walk in. Just like when a tenant you know, comes in, you need to have a checklist to make sure that you know, that you, you've gone around the property and checked that, you know, everything that if you're furnishing a fridge, for example, or a stove, you know, what condition they're in before they walk in so that when they walk out, you can do that checklist again or that walk around again and notice what the differences are. And if there's anything that's other than wear and tear or normal wear and tear, you can then uh, do something about it. But understand that this is all process based and each of us have our own processes based on our own experiences. So, you may want to go with what you know, but obviously we're going to give you a little bit more uh, put on your re- on your checklist, and then we can go from there. But there's going to be things that are going to happen to you with your tenants that you're going to be like, oh shit, maybe I should add this to the checklist. And that's how, you know, that's how Frank's checklist got to 76 items. That's how most of our checklists kept growing. But it's important to do that if you want to be able to move forward and have the community that you're envisioning for yourself and your business. Yeah, my checklist well is quite long, but very well said. Very well said. I think we can end there. So who changed my name? <laughs> I love it. What? I didn't right. even notice. That's awesome. I, I, yeah, I'm, no, no I'm known as sorry. I'm late to Galucho. All right. Uh, first you, you came in, you came back in as me and I'm like, that's not good. And then you change your name. I'm like, well, let me. Do yeah, there you go. Well, for those of you watching, you'll know what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's always good to have a little bit of fun. And uh, as we were saying earlier, you know, there's, we're really not working. We're enjoying every minute of our day. As we even do deals, we have a deal that we're uh, working on that's gone sideways multiple times. It's it's a lot of fun. And when you are in a business where you're doing business with people that are just phenomenal and you're having fun and it's not about ego and it's not about you know who's better than the other one, even though you, both of you are way better than I am, it's just, you know, just so much fun to wake up in the morning and enjoy your day with people that you just that are just awesome and i hope you are doing the same by creating now I, we didn't start off this way i know i absolutely hated my life 22 years ago and i hated my life 10 years ago when i lost everything i'll say lost all the money that i had didn't lose my mind because losing everything would be your mind and uh, so i'm grateful that i was able to keep that and uh, really rebuild something phenomenal with uh, people that i actually really care about and i hope you are on the same path and journey to really design your life so you can enjoy it for the rest of your days with people that you really care about, people that matter. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you both and the listener, and I can't wait to hear the next episode where we're going to talk about something else, but it has to do with tenants. Talk soon. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. 
Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.